Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to the Blank Slate. Thanks for pushing play. It's been a little while. And if we're going to be talking the Blank Slate in August or September, it means it's our yearly Emmy breakdown where I, one of your hosts, Chris Mullet, drive, and your other normal host, Rip Camelucci, carries the fuck out of the conversation by giving us all his hot takes and thoughts in the world of television. Have we ever done a blank slate where we can see each other, Rip? Is this the, is this the first time? Yeah, it's the first time, and frankly, I don't, I don't care for it. I fucking hate it. <laughs> get, out, get out of my eyes. Like, if I'm talking, like, usually, and I don't hear you react to it, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just not funny. But now, like, I can see me not be funny in your face. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's horrible. Like, we've done this for Podswoggle, and there's, like, multiple of us, and, like, the energy's yeah. bigger. Like, it's yeah. a different it's a different experience. But, you can like, divert your eyes different yeah, places. It's like, no, I, I got to look at you, and I'm just <laughs> – we, we used to do this in person for mm-hmm. how long? Like, uh, if Decades. you're going back to – a <laughs> We were 12 years old. We invented podcasts. and yeah, I believe it. And here we are still not making any money. feels like it. It does, does feel like it. <laughs> we've known each other for 15 years, and it feels like we've been doing podcasts for 28. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and the rest of the world's making money off it, but not us. <laughs> I just got a dividend check for $170,000. Um, God damn it, Kevin. I... Remember when we uh, didn't allow ourselves to make wrestling references on, on the podcast? Oh, it was stupid. Oh, the gimmicks, the gimmicks we used to have were horrible. Yeah. What I'm saying is like we would sit in the same room and that was flawless, easy. Like, yeah. why is this difficult? Oh, do you want the, the like <laughs> No. Do you <laughs> want an answer say. to that? We hate each other. We we're like Simon and Garfunkel throughout the late like 70s. Fucking Siskel and Ebert over here. I haven't started listening to that. I need to. It's good. Every time I start, I just am like, ah, something comes up at work. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I got to pause yeah, my podcast I'm, and work. You might as well just like wait for them all to wait for it to end and then just binge the whole thing. Binge listen. Honestly, yeah, because like it's very uh, we're, we're talking about the ringers, um, Siskel and Ebert uh, podcast series on their big picture feed. And uh, it's. It's good, but it like comes out like biweekly, basically, mm-hmm. and so like by the time the new the next episode comes out, like you forget where you left off on the last one, so yeah. you might as well just let them all build up and then just listen to them, just binge listen. I'm just sad that every time I see a new episode, it's not a draft. I'm just like, damn it, it's another one of these yeah. goddamn. Cis- I think which there's a draft either tomorrow or Friday. There, um, man, I I love what happens in their drafts. I hate do. the structure of their drafts. Yeah, I. They've tinkered with it every time. They're just like, no, you still don't have it right. I yeah, just listen. They're they're far from having it right, but boy, they're, they're do so I just fun. they're they're fucking hilarious. Uh, Cr Army for life. I Absolutely. that's the first tattoo I got. It's great. <laughs> I, I like the placement on the ankle. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I live for just like every time anything exits his mouth. It's just like. Oh man, he's gonna take Jackass first again, isn't he? <laughs> like it's just amazing. And 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 just God bless Amanda Dobbins for just 
stealing. Sure. I I I think she knows what she's getting into and she deserves everything that happens to her. <laughs> um have you the last uh thing about the ringer before we get into what we're supposed to do today. Have you watched Woodstock 99 yet? Oh yeah. How was it? Cuz I've heard very mixed things. I don't know who you would have heard the negative about it. it was it was very good. Oh really? All the most of like the reviews just like that I've read have been kind of like leaning towards negative and that just like missed the mark, but I trust no, you more than it, anybody else. I so every person I try to have a conversation with about Woodstock 99, like I start it with what do you remember know and or remember? Because so a lot of some of the people that I ask about it don't remember anything about 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like people and most of the answers will just kind of be like, you know, oh, well, I, I, I remember hearing it was like a, a shit show and like, you know, it just kind of got out of hand and stuff like that. But I specifically remember having illegal pay-per-view at the time. <laughs> They had the whole been. things on pay-per-view all weekend live that I don't remember dog. So it's like, it starts on Friday and I start watching it and it's 1999 and just titties are on TV. And, and like any woman that's like on someone's shoulders, their titties are out. Yeah, of course. And so I quickly like, come to the conclusion like i can't watch this in the living room so throughout the weekend i just have it on in my room which does not have a legal cable but it's a fucking concert anyway so it's just scrambled the 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 picture scrambled but the audio is still fine so you're a 12 year old sitting in your bedroom listening and watching scrambled corn perform hoping to see a tit scrambled porn scrambled corn well i wasn't watching it for the tits I was watching it for so the, for all the bands because I was a big fan of most of the lineup. Of course, because we and were middle school, we were sixth or seventh graders. Exactly at this time, yeah. Yes, and I just remember by like Sunday, just through the scrambled picture, like mm-hmm. just seeing fucking fires, yeah, like every now and then. Huh? Going, that's and, and, that scramble and, turned orange. <laughs> And then couple that with basically all the MTV news coverage. Mm-hmm. That, that's, and, yeah, that's, that's one thing I remember is I feel like yeah. they were airing like they were airing parts of it live on MTV. I feel like as they well, were, or yeah, at yeah. least like they would Certain, just throw fucking uh, yeah. what was his name Ed Norris or what the fuck was his name Charlie John no, Norris John Norris. I almost said Charlie Norris, and he's the fake Tatanka from WCW. Um, and then like after everything was done, like they had Kurt Loder report on it, so that's how you knew like it was serious because by yeah. that point Kurt Loder only reported if somebody died. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, which I feel like if we were to like uh, the McLaughlin report and mama's family is mm-hmm. to Podswoggle what Kurt Loader is to the yes. blank slate. Absolutely. <laughs> he Absolutely. should honestly just be the logo now yes. is the same just blank <laughs> slate Helvetica font with Kurt Loader's face underneath. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, so yeah, so the documentary does a very good job of like one setting up at least two very clear villains of of the the movie fred durst uh, um, no, i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> not really fred durst but like so like like the thought one of the two promote well i mean he, he definitely plays a pivotal role um because mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god i i don't want to fucking spoil anything but yeah and then there's some unlikely heroes uh which is very fun not um, kid rock hopefully 
No, 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 no. Um, uh, Dave Mustaine just shitting all over Metallica. <laughs> I thought he was dead. <laughs> no, no. If, if he if he if he was dead, he rose from the grave just to shit on Metallica in this documentary. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, you have Moby still being a creep, but he's right Ugh. about a lot of the shit that he's saying. God, that's so Moby. But also just like being a whiny baby. So anyway, remember when I dated Natalie Portman? Shut the yeah, fuck exactly. up. Um, and it does the thing that I love that when documentaries do this, where it will make you feel just like the, the full spectrum of emotions. Like you'll be laughing from something actually funny in one moment mm -hmm. uh, to being appalled by something the next to being stupefied by something, but by an entire crowds, um, uh, the entire crowd during one particular performance. Um, uh, you said stupefied. And I was like, what, disturbed? <laughs> was disturbed? No, 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 not, not, not literally. <laughs> um, to, to just being just like downright disgusted by other things. Um, it's, it's, I thought it was pretty incredible. And I like, you know, despite having like been very plugged into it at the time, you mm -hmm. know, you still learned a, a ton more uh, that you Good. didn't know about it. I, oh. I highly, I couldn't recommend it enough. I fucking loved it. I will carve out time to watch it this weekend. I know it's not Sam's thing. So I, on yeah. top of the multiple pay-per-views I have to watch to get ahead, I will make sure that's my priority yeah. movie viewing. Char but Charlie came out like while I was in the middle of it. She's mm -hmm. like, what the fuck is happening here? I'm like, do you not remember this? <laughs> we lived through this. We're the same age. Yeah. Like, fuck. You weren't on a horse through all of your childhood, were you? <laughs> Uh, I'm just imagining horses at Woodstock now, and it's just I just imagine it being somehow better and worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have it would have de-escalated and escalated everything. Uh, we're not here to talk about documentaries or movies or horses. We're here to talk about what well, I think we talk about maybe the most consistently ever. I think there's like three constants of the blank slate. It's been like Miami sports, Miami uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, no, because the first episode of the Blank Slate was the Richie Incognito uh, saga. Yeah, so it's Miami yeah. sports, period. Christ. Uh, the Oscars and the Emmys. Um, and that one NFL season that we didn't watch but still <laughs> recorded about. That was a lot of fun. I, it was a lot of fun. I, I don't I, know that I could do it again, but it was a lot. No, I would never do it again. Was that when Sam was either pregnant or when we had an infant in the house? <laughs> it was one of those two years. Yeah. Uh, so you're an asshole. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> It's like, hey, honey, yeah, I know your belly hurts, but I gotta. It's eleven thirty, and Rich really has to remind me that Marvin Lewis still has a job. <laughs> um, but you know, we've had this since you had picked up, and you are very, very much. If I'm the movie person, you're the TV person. So uh, we've discussed this at nauseum over the past several years, and we're going to do so again uh, tonight because this year's Emmys, on paper, oh, on I've the surface. <laughs> and granted, 2020 was a crazy year. Are some of the like messiest, pulpiest, like most batshit crazy awards we've ever had? I was gonna say like this is probably the most I've I've watched uh, percentage wise of like the nominees because they just not they nominated all the popular shit basically. Yes, which is something that inevitably happens 
over like but to this degree this degree no, we like, go over things it's it's gonna be it gets rough dude it gets this rough. looks like the blockbuster television awards <laughs> yeah. what this looks like <laughs> yes that's and, what this is and i mean this both as a compliment and both as a like uh, a slam to us we should not be able to talk about these emmy awards at the length yeah. we're going to be able to right like even me like not yeah. really being a tv person over the past like couple of years just there's too much to consume mm-hmm. i can talk about some of these big awards a little bit too well yeah because i watch all the popular shit so uh so let's get into it uh, we always go bottom to top we're going off of the ew uh list so we start mm-hmm. in the reality categories outstanding host for reality or reality competition program Got RuPaul, got all the guys from Queer Eye, got Nicole Byer for Nailed It, I, uh, hashtag justice for Jock Torres, uh, Top Chef, the, the three people for Top Chef, and all the Shark Tank motherfuckers. Uh, I, I don't know if there's like an episode limit for that. Like, why can't Charles Barkley get added to that? What about Ashton Kutcher? Um, I don't watch that show anymore because it's horrible. Uh, you don't watch any of these shows, I believe, right? No, but I will throw in my emotional support for Top Chef. Uh, because uh, Gail Simmons was interviewed for a, uh, uh, we recently watched the foods that made America, mm-hmm. the food that built America, uh, which was like a history channel, like three part series uh, yeah. like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gail Simmons was in that. And so was Padma Lakshmi. Uh, and also shouts to Padma for uh, being one of the cards that we pulled at uh, WAC Pack at live at the nationals. She's great. Americana. So yeah. I, I, I do get roped into this show quite often as like background noise that because Sam mm-hmm. watches it. She's a religious watcher and they're great. They're, I, I love Nicole Byer. Don't get me wrong. But like mm-hmm. you, you can't never go wrong with those two. Sure. Tom Coliclio can be fucking whatever. But the yeah, other two, the other two are great. And Padma's like she's like 53 and looks like not a day over like fucking 24. And it's like, what the fuck? Hey, man. I thought you were gonna bust into a rhyme. I was like, I can't wait nope. to hear what this rhyme is. Nope. <laughs> you thought about no. it though. I saw you. <laughs> I was trying to think of one, and then I realized this isn't uh, fucking eight to ten years ago. The benefits of seeing somebody now over <laughs> internet <laughs> versus I wouldn't be able to hear that, but I saw that shit. Yeah. Um, that leads right into outstanding competition program. Nominees being the amazing race, nailed it, RuPaul's dragway, dra- drag race, drag race, top chef, and the voice. Um, Amazing Race used to win this every single year. Mm-hmm. I watched this last season, of The Amazing Race, and I forgot there was a season of The Amazing Race. Uh, it may be the last one um, because the one that aired it was filmed like two and a half years prior. Um, yeah, I was going to say, when I saw that nominator, I was like, I don't, when did they have just like a bunch of stock footage or something? Also, have we have we talked about how like they should just do a RuPaul's Amazing Drag Race? Oh yeah, we have absolutely. Okay, yeah, it'll happen at some point. I think the past yeah. like two or three seasons they've had a drag team anyway, and just were like, let's, oh, just, let's just do it just in case like they take it from us. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's always if 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 we were making like a top, nah, that's a big number. Uh, one of the quiet victims of COVID has been the Amazing Race. <laughs> I was gonna say, what are the top ten worst things about COVID? It's been <laughs> there might not be any more amazing race. It's like, yeah, you're gonna have to add a lot of zeros to that. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it. I mean, I don't know what wins this nowadays. I think I think all of these, except nailed it, have been like the juggernaut in this category at some point. Like it was always amazing yeah. race. Top nailed chef it's won a, the newcomer. 
yeah, I think RuPaul's Drag Race has won it more consistently now. Um, so we'll see. But good, good for any any of those shows. You know, I'm, I'm happy for them. Good the job, Voice, yeah. which has proceeded to uh, make nobody. Um, you cannot tell me one person. I know nothing about popular music, but I know for sure. <laughs> Same. There's been nobody from The Voice. And that's, it's on like its 38th season. That's pretty incredible. Because I know it's a show and like its barometer is ratings. But if it's a singing competition, you'd want something to show for it, right? Yeah, like I, I will die knowing who like Clay Aiken is. Yeah. Like ain't, like, ain't nobody... You can name five winners of American Idol off off right now, off the top yeah. of your head right now. Yeah. Ruben Sutter, uh, Taylor Hicks. I almost said John Johnson, but that's a Southpaw regional uh, wrestling guy. But there was another fucker like that whose name was like, my name, my name, son. Uh, yeah. That guy. <laughs> I'm counting it. Uh, Adam Archuleta or somebody like that. I don't know if yep. the fucking one. Oh, Kelly Clarkson. And uh, uh, oh, the, that fucking uh, uh, fucking Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Yeah, superstars. I could name losers that weren't superstars, at least. Justin you Garini. You can name probably five losers. Justin Garini, hashtag Lil Sweet. Um, no, that's the same person. Don't give me another one for that. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, Daughtry. They're producing one name, motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> if I said Clay Aiken before, I meant Clay Aiken. If yes, I said Ruben yeah. Stutter. Uh, yeah. Fantasia Barino won, but just give me that. <laughs> just remember Fantasia Barino. And uh oh god. Oh, uh Adam Lambert, like the lead yeah. singer of fucking Queen now. They found somebody with American Idol that could replace Freddie Mercury, kind of. The voice ain't doing shit. Step it up, voice. I'm making the voice my uh show version of Marvin Lewis, where I'm just gonna shit on the voice from now on. Uh outstanding variety talk series uh nominees Conan in its last uh last season. Uh, Conan, sorry. <laughs> I I did that recently as well, so I just had to pass along the, the shame. Although, great idea. Just Arnold Schwarzenegger to loincloth with a talk show. I'm for it. Uh Colbert, Trevor Noah, Jimmy Kimmel, and John Oliver. Of course, John Oliver is gonna be your winner. I was curious to see how this well, category shook out because of the changes and some of the creativity that people had to do in the pandemic era and you have the sentimentality of this being conan's last season as well i i don't even think he was normally nominated so i think his nomination is very much his award here i know i'm just saying though did you did you catch any of the 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 interviews from that last week i did i i watched of course the paul rudd stuff of course uh and there was another one that i watched i'm not remember did you did you watch the martin short one no, I saw the Rogan one. I saw the Rogan one where Conan just fucking lit up. He's like, fuck it. I'm... <laughs> he didn't inhale. But Andy Richter is like one of the most underrated fucking dope smokers I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Andy Richter was like ashen. Like, take it. He, Andy Richter was impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it'll probably be last week tonight. You're never going to yeah. go wrong with it. Um, no. uh, Outstanding Variety Sketch Series is our first red flag because there's two nominees. Yeah. A Black Lady Sketch Show and Saturday Night Live. The Tim Robinson show, I'm guessing, just missed the cut. It did. I like specifically went out of my way to check out the like what the grading period was. Yeah. And for the first season, it like just missed it. And then it just missed it for the most recent season that just came out, which so, I just recently rewatched both of those. Um, it's and, also on my list for the weekend, hopefully. Did you watch the first season? No, I haven't seen any okay. of it. I, I'm not sure that it's your cup of tea. To be perfectly honest, 
the uh, the trailer for the second seasons, I felt like there was some stuff. So yeah. we'll see which is more my speed, the first season or the second season. Because the first <sighs> season is, then we'll be all right. But I, I'm fearful, like I'll watch them the first season and I'll never get to potentially better stuff in the second. I say here's the I think the, the first season is funnier. I think mm-hmm. the second season might be more your speed because hmm. um, it feels like they because uh, yeah, I mean, you know you know Tim Robinson is a bit much. Yeah. Um, and it feels like they do a, this might just because it's more fresh in my, in my mind, they do a better job of like, kind of like, uh, uh, like changing his speeds up basically. Like he'll play like, he'll either not be in a sketch after being in a fucking wild sketch, Mm -hmm. or he'll be like the straight man in a sketch. They limit his pitches. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's like, he's also like a really fucking great straight man too. Like, so, you know, it's, it's, it's. It's very fun to watch from like a, a from a, a hardcore sketch component. There's one sketch in the first season that um, is is just impressive from what it just pulls off. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to get like too fucking uh, in the the how the the sketches sketches get made, but um, <laughs> uh, it it starts out as like you know you know how we used to go over like all the the different like types of sketches yeah um and the archetypes and stuff like that and it starts out as like one type of sketch and then like seamlessly transitions to another type of sketch um and it and it just it's fucking smooth as hell it works and the sketch has an oscar nominee in it so it's it's just like oh wow this sketch has everything perfect yeah um i know this category is fairly new maybe added in the last like five years or so and we already are down to two nominees in it because <laughs> there's no other yeah. like who else would even like have qualified or been like considered in this category again odd year but like i almost yeah. feel like i want to look up like what was previously nominated a couple years ago yeah that, that we'd I, be missing from this i can't think of anything i i know that like every now and then there's either like an adult swim or an hbo okay. or showtime that'll have something gotcha um you know it just kind of like does depend because those schedules are usually a little bit more in flux and whatnot yeah. uh, but i heard good things about a black lady sketch show and i mean like if if that's what you're gonna do just nominate too and not even like trying to scrounge up some assholes youtube series or something like that um just 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 go with, just just go with a black lady sketch show yeah it's I, good and just do it yeah <laughs> it, it, snl's not going anywhere and it was not a good snl season it, uh, no it wasn't i was not a fan which is going to make what we're about to tackle fun because uh, it's the uh-huh. outstanding guest actors and actresses and comedy series which yeah. are just covered with snl nominations so let's uh, power through those for guest yes. actress. Maya Rudolph, SNL. Kristen Wiig, SNL. Issa Rae, Black Lady Sketch Show. Oh, I guess this is our answer because, oh, no, this is a series. It's not just yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, Jane Addams, Hacks. Is that the same Janet, Jane Addams I'm thinking of? Character actress from Hung? Yep. Okay, just making sure. Uh, good. Uh, good yeah, yeah, right? Good. She's been around like I... 30 years. Like, there's no way that she should still be getting work based on like right. on f- the unfortunate nature of Hollywood, but she still is. So I, fucking right on. when I watch hacks, I'm just like, Jane Adams. All yeah. right. Uh, Bernadette Peters, Zoe's extraordinary playlist and Yvette Nicole Brown, a black lady sketch show. Um, I don't remember anything particularly from Kristen, Kristen Wig, but this will probably be my Rudolph because she is like basically back on the cast now. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I, I have no opinions one way or another. Um, I, uh, we'll have a a larger hacks discussion, uh, later on. Um, 
but I I'm in the bag for anything Issa Rae does. Honestly, mm. um, I uh, uh, I'm looking forward to Insecure coming back. Um, and yeah, uh, since Insecure didn't have a season this year, then I I want Issa Rae to get a I mean, and she should have it. You, see the lo- I'm, you saw the Lovebirds, right? I did. What'd you think of it? I liked it a lot more than other people did, it's, seemingly. It's solid. Yeah. It was it was perfectly fine. Yeah, perfectly fine. I, I'll yeah. never think about it again after this conversation because I hadn't thought yeah. about it since I watched it. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. Yeah. The only time I ever think about it is if like someone brings it up on a podcast and shits yeah. on it. I'm just like, hey. Yeah, it's not the shit on, on movie. It's like the exactly. I watched that and I had a good hundred minutes. It was a it was a it was a nice little rom com. Yeah. Uh, I'll send you guest actor in a comedy series. This mm. might be the wildest five people in one category I've ever seen in my goddamn life. I would love to be at a dinner party with three and a half of these people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you can probably pick out the one and a half that I don't want to be at. Uh, Alec Baldwin, SNL. Dave Chappelle, SNL. Daniel Kaluuya, SNL. Dan Levy, SNL. Morgan Freeman. Freeman. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Morgan, I was just so excited to say Morgan Freeman in the Kaminsky method that I fused Freeman and Kaminsky into Freeman. Uh, I, I, <laughs> there's one answer here. Chappelle's yeah. gonna win, and yeah. it was it was a weaker, uh, it was a weaker performance in his first hosting gig. The vote here is Daniel Kaluuya because I think Kaluuya was yes. possibly like the one of the better hosts of this past season yes uh like when i watched him i was like this guy's really fucking funny and well that's no shock because he like got his start as an s- improviser and oh i didn't know improviser yeah he, yeah he, also he, he brought it up on he, his like div- hmm? wasn't he like on some like like bbc like comedy as well uh, I wouldn't call Skins a comedy, but he was on Skins. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. Um, but yeah, he brought it up on his WTF interview mm. uh, that he just like started out doing improv. And so I'm I'm between Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Stephen Young, Young. I want I want all the improvisers to get all the prestigious awards. Which makes me even happier because those are the two male leads in Nope. Jordan Peele's yeah! next movie last year, so that's gonna be fucking oh, that's gonna be oh even happier. Man. Halfway through that movie, they're just gonna bust into a bat. <laughs> Everyone's in the audience like, why the fuck is there been no picture the for, 50, go for 15 minutes? And you and me are just like, we get it. <laughs> we get it. It's no Brian Jager bat, but it's still pretty good. <laughs> uh, you can't convince me that the Kaminsky method exists in our world. So you, you, you have a better chance of convincing me that the Kaminsky method exists in the Marvel's what if universe. <laughs> All right, all right, so I was going to ask you, are you clarifying, like, our time or our universe? Which, both. depending on which show you're watching, is, yeah, it could be both. Yeah, it could exactly. Be Honestly. But, like, yeah, you could say, like, oh, the Kaminsky Method. Oh, is that a reboot? Like, that's just a show that was on, like, in 1991, right? No, this is on, like, actively right now. Bullshit. Give me one person that's seen it. Uh, uh, same game as Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulroney, but it's thumbnails from the Kaminsky Method and Grace and Frankie. And you can't tell which one's which. Fuck that it's, is it's glorious. wild to me that it, there's a com- just a completely different Netflix that we all have access to, but it seems like there's just a different password. I'm I'm writing this down on my sketch list idea, by the way, right, right. now is Good. is that game show. Um 
Where the fuck's my sketch list? Oh, God, did I delete it? No, it's right there. Okay, good. It's <laughs> like, shit. Um, outstanding guest actress in a drama series. Getting into the drama side of things. That's where I'll definitely lean on you. Uh, Alexis Beadle, Handmaid's Tale. McKenna Bedell. Grace. Bedell. Uh, McKenna Grace, Handmaid's Tale. Claire Foy, The Crown. Felicia Rashad, This Is Us. And Sophia o- Okonedo, Ratched. Uh, take it away. Uh, the only, so this is a big a blind spot for me. The only one of these shows that I've watched um, ha- is The Crown. I just I don't know that I'm ever going to watch the hands the Handmaid's Tale if I didn't get into it the first season. Oh, I thought you at least had seen some of it, and it's just something you just trailed off with, possibly. No, 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 no. Okay. Like same. I saw like some of the promo for the most recent season, and they're all like wearing contemporary clothes. I'm just like I, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. We're like you want to watch a show and you miss the first couple seasons, and then what you see about the show now, you're just like. Oh, that's where it's going. I, I'm not going to take this journey. Yeah, exactly. And like, I know that the whole time it was like in contemporary times, but it's it seems like there's just been a lot that's missed. Like, <laughs> I, like the opposite of that is that TBS show with Daniel Radcliffe, Miracle Miracle Workers. Workers? I was just thinking which, about that today, where I was like, that show is a fucking anomaly to me, which I love. Like, yeah, I, I, it's a show that like I'm I'm definitely interested in, and I'm sure I'd like it if I watched it. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to seek it out. And every time I see a promo for it, and it's something wildly different from the last one that I've seen, all I think is, looks like they're having a real real fun time. Every time I'm saying like, oh yeah, I bet the people that watch that enjoy themselves. Like <laughs> I don't think about ever turning it on yeah. myself. But no. it's just it's like always sunny to me. I'm like, yeah, Man, if you like that. I'm glad you got something. It's going to end up on Netflix like five years from now. And then, it, it. then it'll, it'll have that moment where like everyone on Twitter should be like fucking miracle workers. And Daniel Radcliffe's like, where you motherfuckers been? I've been sleeping on my pile of money. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so uh, but yeah. So um, uh, Claire Foy literally did fucking nothing in that guest spot. Uh, mm. So I'm just going to say um, Felicia Rashad because uh Always lift up Felicia Rashad uh, when you have the opportunity to. Absolutely, yeah, of course. Uh, and I did not watch Ratched. I, I, I've heard it was it was exists. Okay. Um, speaking of doing nothing, outstanding <laughs> guest actor in a drama series. Your nominees: Courtney B. Vance, Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Craft Country. Country. Very good. All right, I can sign off. That's the only reason I wanted to do this. Uh, okay, Charles good. Dance, The Crown. Don Cheadle, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Timothy Olafantastic, The Mandalorian. And Carl Weathers, The Mandalorian. Uh, I love when I, I, I think I'm using hyperbole as uh-huh. a joke, mm-hmm. and I actually undersold it. Because when I saw the nomination and I was like, Don Cheeto was on that show for like two minutes. I was like, am I forgetting like another scene? Like, I'm sure I did because Falcon and Winter Soldier was my least favorite of the three yeah. MCU shows. Yeah. And then when I saw it was like 93 seconds, I'm like, oh my God, I actually undercut it. How yes. is that possible? It. Uh, uh, I watched the behind the scenes for Falcon and Winter Soldier and he's in that longer than he's in the show. <laughs> Is that what the nomination for? Was that his? Uh, was that his? Yes. Uh, like, yeah, Avengers Assembled. It, 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 they just left that out here. Did they have the nurse? So did they have a, like a four-year consideration? Like, did they submit him? <laughs> because like, unless they like, unless they purposefully did, where people are just yeah. like, oh hey, Don Cheadle, because isn't he coming up again later? Because Don Cheadle has had a different Showtime show. I'm convinced every he- year for 38 years. It's. It's it's been two. It's been House of Lies and Black Monday. 
fuck you. It's been at least three. It's 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 been two. But, but I but you're not wrong. That's thank the thing. you. Thank wrong. you. Okay. Just like that's another sure. thing. That, like that, that that Black Monday show, uh, which is another show that I like. I want to watch, but I don't fuck with Showtime. Um, yeah. But it's got like Paul Shear and sure. uh, like a bunch of other great people in it. Um, and like yeah, like it starts out like as like Black Monday for like Wall Street, but now they're like in real estate or something like that. <laughs> It's like, hey, everyone's uh, just having a good time, you know? All right, so so I'm going to mine. So everyone that watches that show, hey, man, I'm glad they got something. But it probably also says something about them that they watch it. <laughs> so a little bit different than what I'm talking about for people yeah. that are watching uh, those other shows. Right. Um, yeah, it's absurd that he's there. Yes. Uh, Charles Dance and Courtney B. Vance could probably, like, read a book about killing puppies, and I'd still be all for it. Um I'm not the biggest Timothy Oliphant fan. I'm not the biggest Timothy Oliphant in the world. Um, so fuck him. Uh, Carl Weathers probably doesn't have that many trophies in his life for acting. And I think he should have a that lot of them. That he didn't give himself? Sure. So I, I'm always for him. And I also, I do think he really does, does a good job there. So he has no fucking chance in hell. But that's who my vote would be. Uh, so I do like Timothy Oliphant. One, I, lo- I love him uh, 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 from his guest spot on... Uh, the short-lived Fox series of The Grinder, mm-hmm. um, which was so underrated. I just want to go on record again, years after the fact, of saying that was a very underrated show. Um, but two, I just love the fact that, like, you want to talk about pitches? He knows his pitch. Oh, that's he's got he's got a ninety-three mile an hour fastball, and it's called playing a sheriff, <laughs> no matter what. Like, we need more actors like Timothy Oliphant that just know them, know thyself. And I will say that when, fuck, even in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, holy shit, I'm reading the yeah. book. And when he does. In a TV show, in that movie. When, when he, fuck, you just blew my mind. When he is not doing it, he's that pitcher that like randomly has like a knuckleball and he's like a sushi chef on the league. It's like, what? Yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, okay. You, you've yeah. you turned me. I hope. I still like, hope oh, he it's not going to be the thing he does. It's going to be something literally on the other side of the earth. Yeah. Uh, um, between Charles Dance and Courtney B. Vance. Uh, hey, that rhymes. Uh, who who do you have winning this? Uh, I have uh, us winning it when we develop a uh, 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 on the road reality series called Courtney B. Dance. <laughs> Or I was gonna say Charles Vance, which is probably Where, just some guy from the 1920s. No, it's it's those two um, learning how to ballroom dance and then competing uh, across the country. <laughs> Fucking pay us! Yeah, um, we know people in the business. Why are we not selling this? I know. Uh, uh, also, it just reminds me that uh, for Ready to Believe You, I've recently watched uh, the 2016 Ghostbusters and Charles Dance is fucking in that movie, and I completely forgot he, he plays is? he plays the dean of Columbia College. Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah he exactly. Does. He's just in that he's, one scene, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's in a completely different movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Judd Nelson Award for the, yes. the Ghostbusters 2016 rewatch that never happens. Yeah, like my note was just like, <laughs> the fuck is Charles Dance doing here? <laughs> Doesn't he have a Godzilla movie to be in? Oh my god. Um, um but yeah, uh he's he's great in the crown. Um, he's very good in the crown. Can I just say uh, that it's, it's a yeah. damn shame that uh, Loki missed the cutoff here because this would be Jonathan Major's award of 150,000%. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe yeah. it still will be one day, but uh, right. that was one of the most affecting and, and 
charismatic performances I've ever seen. It's pretty great. Ever. And I'm just like, Ooh, there was like, like when Sam and I were watching that, there was, I made like two or three noises at one point. She's like, you're right. I'm like, yeah, I'm just excited. And that's the, <laughs> like, and that's the best Jonathan Majors performance we'll be talking about tonight. Ooh. Um, well, it wasn't, we'll get there. Um, also, just shout out to Carl Weathers for um, directing an episode of The Mandalorian. And the first thing you see him do is give me that baby. Man knows his lane. Uh, outstanding supporting actor in a, I almost said Lifetime movie, a limited series or movie, <laughs> which should be its own category. Here's, Here's where, yes, yeah. go ahead. Say, just say, just say it. David Diggs, Hamilton, Jonathan Groff, Hamilton, Anthony Ramos, Hamilton, not Christopher Jackson, Hamilton, uh, <laughs> Thomas Brody Sangster, The Queen's Gambit, even even Peters. What's wrong with me tonight? Uh, Evan Peters. Thank God there's no Japanese shows. Uh, Mayor of Easttown. And oh, fuck. As soon as I say that, the most foreign name I've ever seen. Papa Isiadu. Oh, okay. oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> um. So Hamilton, which was filmed in like 2016 or 17. Yeah. That was released in 2020 is getting nominated for Emmys. Mm hmm from airing on a streaming platform when it's blatantly yes. a concert movie. Yeah. Is. It's just great uh, for all these people's EGOTs chances is really all it is. <laughs> I, well, yes, I would give this more of a pass for the Emmys than I would have for like the Golden Globes or whatever the fuck other movie. The Golden Globes aren't a real thing, for. but but right, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's still like, see, I would have, I would have been more fine with nah. it being Oscars because it is still like a long form, like production or performance that was turned, that was like taken and put into one yeah. solitary thing, but because it was on the, a streaming service that makes it eligible for television. That's, now that's technically television. Well, yeah. uh, you also got to think about the distribution, like. Even even with the the more lax rules this past year for the Oscars for having been shown in a movie theater, yeah, um, like it's still it's still technically a TV movie because it's on streaming. So that's the only experience I have in this category. So of course I'll always vote anything to V Diggs or or for specifically in this case I'd go Jonathan Groff and his spit. Um, I, I'm just glad to see Evan Peters not nominated as Ralph Boner. Um, like he could have been uh, any, any insight into the rest of these, you probably watched the rest of them. Um, I, the only one of these I haven't watched uh, is I may destroy you, I but I is. hear that um, it was a, a, a series on HBO um, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to another. It, it, it's severely under nominated is mm -hmm. apparently like one of the best things that was on uh, anything last year. Okay. Um, and it was like at the top of everyone's like, best of year lists and stuff like that um it's it's apparently like absolutely uh incredible i missed it um but i did just recently watch uh, mayor of east town this weekend um i love the, the queen's gambit um of these i would say evan peters would probably take it um that from what i've seen gotcha um, also, which, fucking Jonathan Groff's, again, like you want to talk about just like small sample size for the love of 
Croft. Well, I mean, he got nominated for the Tony for three songs. Like, yeah, yeah. So it, it's consistency, if anything. The only difference True. is Jackson yeah. got nominated to the Ramos for the Tonys. So, um, so this category, I mean, we've already seen it highlighted. When I'm reading these nominations, there's just repetition in yep. so many more. I think a category coming up, literally, there's seven nominees, and there's only two shows that are represented. It's just craziness. And this one also highlights that even though we're going to have four shows and six nominees, it just gets to be a little crazy. Outstanding supporting actress in a limited series or movie. Gene Smart, Mayor of Easttown. Julianne Nicholson, Mayor of Easttown. Catherine Hahn, WandaVision. Philippa Sue, Hamilton. Renee Elise Goldsberry, Hamilton. And Moses Ingram, The Queen's Gambit. Uh... I mean, I, I'm a Gene Smart stan. I've been a card-carrying member of the fan club since I was four years old and didn't mm-hmm. understand what was going on in Designing Women. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, Renee Elise Goldsberry, Tony-winning performance for, you know, mm-hmm. that. Uh, and voice of Mrs. Nobody in Fast and Furious Spy Racers. Miss Nobody, excuse <laughs> she me. Is a, she is becoming quite a... Uh, Prolific voice actress? Voice actress. She does the yeah. new song of Muppet Babies. Um, and she also was on that uh, that uh, what streaming service is on? What's that girl group comedy? Oh, Girls Five Eva. Yeah, like that. Some people thought got snubbed because this was really. She's on that show too. She's yeah. a regular on that show. Uh, that said, if there was one thing that deserved to be nominated and should win for one division, it's Catherine Hahn's performance. Yeah. Um, in full agreement. I uh, again, Gene Smart, like. I, I I know you haven't watched Mayor Beast Town, but if you just want to watch Gene Smart crushing some fruit uh, ninja, then then watch Mayor Beast Town. I don't know what else to tell you. No, I thought you were gonna say like crushing some fruit with like her thighs or something. <laughs> to, like no, the no, video no, that Tope said us a long time ago of that like bodybuilder like crushing a watermelon with her thighs. I'm like, if Gene no, Smart no, can do no. that, I'm watching no. it tonight before I go to sleep. It's it's a it's a a performance of uh, Sam forty years from now. On her iPad, just playing Fruit Ninja on the couch. <laughs> what do you mean? You mean 40 minutes ago? <laughs> 40 no, but I mean, like, she's older, you know? Yeah, I gotcha. Gene uh, Smart um, also did that. Uh, that is with an HBO Max. Uh, like, we're, we're going to. Oh, we're that's gonna, Hacks. Okay, good. That's good, good, Hacks. Good. We're going to talk about Hacks later. Okay, good, good. I, I couldn't um, remember the name of it. Uh, uh, Julian Nicholson, though, uh, very good in Mayor Town as well. But. Uh, and I know this isn't for you, but WandaVision was my favorite of the three uh, Marvel Disney Plus uh, series, um, uh, just because it it just had so many different pitches and it was such a, yeah. just such a departure. Um, and it and and the performances like Catherine Hans um, and like uh, you know uh, the the performances that had to happen from also um, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany like mm-hmm. were shit that you just don't get to see you don't get to see these fuckers really act act sometimes you know in in what they're doing yeah yeah low-key i think because of recency bias and also just how much of a bad taste i had in my mouth for the wandavision finale is why i've been saying that loki was my favorite of the shows i i had a bad taste in my mouth from the finale of wandavision as well because it just felt like your typical third act marvel fucking loud yeah. clanky clankety clack bullshit yes um but when i rewatched the whole series for the snark squad podcast that we did about it mm-hmm. um there's it was it was a lot better than i remembered and had a lot more substance than 
than I felt it did at the time, just oh. from like, again, because you just start to see it all happening. And you're just like, well, fuck. But there's there's a lot more there than than I gave it credit for to begin with, gotcha. um, which like just solidified it for me. But yeah, sure. I mean, it's <laughs> I love that the two Emmys that Catherine Hahn's been nominated for are this and Transparent, <laughs> where she played like a rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> um, this might be the most randomly stacked category I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Like this should close the show. <laughs> Uh, uh, this is the main event. Outstanding this is... lead actress in a limited series or movie, which usually <laughs> this is just like, well, what former Oscar winners in this? And we this have one here. WWF, like, main event with Austin, Rock, Triple H, Mankind, Big Show. Yeah. And this is the Armageddon six Kurt man. Angle. This yes. is the Armageddon yes. six man Hell in a Cell, and we did nominate Rikishi. Yes. <laughs> That's what this is. Uh, <laughs> And then I'm going to need you to go through and tell me who's who of that. Done. Uh, Kate Winslet, Mayor of Easttown. Uh, Michaela Cole, I May Destroy Cole, You. Yeah. Anna Taylor-Joy, The Queen's Gambit. Elizabeth Olsen, WandaVision. Cynthia Erivo, Genius Aretha. Uh, unfortunately, Michaela Cole, I would make Rikishi because I don't know who the fuck that is. Uh, uh, but, she's but- she's uh, she's the lead of um, I May Destroy You. And she also like wrote and created the show i don't know if she directed any but like she's basically the entire creative force behind behind okay, the cool. show all right fuck she's um, triple h uh, <laughs> 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 i was like hey, she, she's just in charge of it fuck she's triple h yeah, yeah, yeah um all right uh cynthia arrivo is gonna be the undertaker because okay. like of these five she's the one that like is kind of like like the boss of it all mm-hmm you know, and like she's not winning, but she's there to throw a motherfucker off the cell and still like get yeah. her shit in, you know. Um, of the other three, Jesus Christ. Uh well the problem is you have Angle as the champion. So Angle's gonna be like the winner, but it's not like the star of the three. So that's gonna make mm-hmm. Anna Taylor Joy, I think, is gonna end up pulling this down if I had to okay. pick just based on what I know. Uh, because I feel like it's probably like the best reviewed and like the biggest zeitgeist one of the three long term. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean Kate Winslet and Elizabeth Olsen is Stone Cold in the Rock. Yeah. Sign yeah. me the fuck up. Yeah. Um, I'll go Winslet as uh as Stone Cold because it's the it's like I just imagine it's less charismatic, a little darker, and Elizabeth Olsen is just is just pop culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh yeah. but I'd be fine with uh, Elizabeth Olsen she crushed it and she did. She did. Fine, but I'm fine with any anybody. All these all these women are great. Uh, not a not a, a loser in the bunch. Um, honestly, uh, it's one of those things where again, just based off the way people talk about it, I may destroy you, and the fact that it's not really nominated for anything else after this point, you you want to kind of see it go to Michaela Cole. Um, Anya Taylor Joy uh, might be the most overworked person in Hollywood at this moment. Yeah. Um, there was an interview I was listening uh, uh, to her just talk about like all the shit she was working on at like one time and like all the shit she has coming up. And it's just like, girl, please nap. Go go have a picnic with a friend. Yes. (laughs) Take a second. I'm surprised she hasn't been on the hot ones. Like, it's just like, that's just like, as I like gauge, like how people's like hot ones to promote everything. Well, we'll wait till she's on the uh, uh, promo tour for uh, uh, one night in Soho or whatever. Last night in Soho. I forget the name of it already, but it looks great. Also, I think I just willed that into existence because I just imagine her crying over a hot, like hot wings might drown the studio because her eyes are just giant. Uh, beautiful woman, um, but goddamn, she's got big Oh, eyes. yeah. 
Um, I honestly think actually it's either Michaela Cole or Anya Taylor Joy wins this. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate Winslet uh, was fucking awesome in Maravie's Town, um, but mostly just because it was real fun to listen to her speak in a Philly accent and vape like fifty percent of the time she's on screen. <laughs> oh, this that was that Alan Iverson biopic, right? <laughs> so yes. <I> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which if I if I woke up tomorrow and saw Caitlin was playing Alan Iverson, I'm not gonna lie, I'm the first person in fucking line. Um, outstanding lead actor in a limited series or movie: Paul Bettany, WandaVision, Hugh Grant, The Undoing, Ewan McGregor, Halston, Lynn Moran Miranda, Lynn Manuel Miranda. It's always the fourth one: Hamilton, Leslie Odom Jr., Hamilton. I mean, you ain't gonna catch me on a recorded medium saying a bad thing about Lynn Manuel Miranda and Leslie Odom and Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as equally impressive as Elizabeth Olsen was, Paul Bettany was like just sh- like the difference was showing us all of his pitches in this. Like maybe one of the best comedic performances of the year. I thought he was uh, hysterical. Um, so any of those three, I'm fine with. I also heard good things about Hugh Grant and The Undoing, but yeah. And Ewan McGregor is going to get uh, at this rate, he's going to get twelve nominations for Kenobi. <laughs> So we'll just wait for him later. Um, Yeah. Yeah. God, I love Bettany's performance so much. Uh, I'm between Bettany and and Leslie Odom Jr. Sure. Who, who it's just so hard to tell how the whole Hamilton of it all is going to be like, I I think it was, I mean, it didn't win anything at the golden globes either. So I think it's just a combination of, we want ratings recognition of how good it was and a lack of options that, you know, just all kind of load it there. Uh, well, now we have split limited series and television movie, which means this category is fucking weird. Uh, I'll send yeah, I ain't got movie. nothing for this. I'm just going to say them, and I just just so that way people know that we at least said them. Uh, yeah. We, we, it was just proving that I can read. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to fuck something up definitely now. Uh, uh, oh, shit. Four. Yeah. Fuck, fuck, fucker. <laughs> Uncle Frank, Sylvie's Love, Oslo, Robin Roberts Presents... Mahalia and Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. Does Dolly Parton just release like a Christian country Christmas movie every year and he gets nominated for Emmys every year? Good for her. I'm like, you're going to say a bad thing about Dolly Parton. Look, give Dolly Parton, give Dolly Parton the Emmy for funding the Moderna vaccine. (laughs) Be cute. She's going to knock over. She's going to knock over the award with her chest. Everyone will giggle. It'll be a fun time. You know, it's what you have Dolly there for. Exactly. It takes a lot of it takes a lot of money to look so cheap. One of the best quotes of all time. Uh, outstanding limited series. Uh, everything we've been talking about. Mayor of Easttown. I may destroy you. Wandavision. The Queen's Gambit. And the Underground Railroad. Um, it's really interesting here because you have th- three different levels. You have the HBO prestige thing that always wins this. You have the like the pop culture. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say phenomenon, but that would be the Queen's Gambit that also sometimes win this. And then you have just the total wild card of the thing that is basically unprecedented, which is the multi billion dollar blockbuster television program. So I, I don't know where they go here. Uh, I see it being between I May Destroy You and Queen's Gambit again, honestly. Okay. Um, yeah, I, uh, WandaVision breaking through to be nominated mm-hmm. uh among all these is like kind of the award itself for that show yeah 
Um, again, Mirror of Easttown was was a very good watch, um, but it didn't necessarily like fucking change the way we watch things or whatever, you know. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I, and I haven't uh, uh, seen uh, or really heard that much. Uh, I, I'm hearing a little bit about Underground Railroad, but um, yeah, it's it's Destroyer Queen's Gambit. Um, I'm going to go Queen's Gambit here. I, I think that's probably the safest and smartest choice. Outstanding supporting actress in a comedy series, Kate McKinnon, SNL, Cecily Strong, SNL, AD Bryant, SNL, Rosie Perez. For a half second, I was going to do a Rosie Perez impression, and that might have made me explode. Uh, Rosie Perez, the flight attendant, Hannah Einbinder, Hacks, Hannah Waddingham, Ted Lasso, and Juno Temple, Ted Lasso. Uh, I got nothing here except SNL, and again, down season for SNL, so tell me who should win, Rich. Uh, one, I'd like to shout out Rosie Perez for uh, the bit uh, that she was in Woodstock 99 for. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm staying up and watching this tonight. because Yes, just, you are. Just keep sliding little things like that into me, please. Um, absolutely loved Hacks, but Hannah Einbinder, which this is like the fourth thing she's ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting a nomination, good on you. But uh, definitely had like moments of just kind of like, awkward acting awkward dialogue she's i don't green. know it was hard she was green yes um uh, f- fuck I, I i i know i'm not breaking ground here either but ted lasso's amazing um the, the ted lasso's amazing for the feat that it pulls off of of being so goddamn good spirited and kind hearted mm-hmm. without turning you off from being overly saccharine um because it, it could easily easily just careen off that off the off the sugar side cliff so bill lawrence figured it out is what you're saying <laughs> finally <laughs> i mean yeah because again like like when it's heavily heavily saccharine it it, it is it really is mm-hmm. but like literally everything else about the show it's it, it's it's a very good goddamn balance and hannah waddingham waddingham juno temple's great hannah waddingham uh takes what could have been a very one note type of character mm-hmm. and and really like makes it something completely different and it's it's very good so um i i, I need ted lessons at the top of my list that and woodstock what was the third thing i said i was going to try to watch this weekend i might have even been as a joke and i don't remember oh uh 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 what the fuck's the Tim Robinson show? Fucking. Uh, I think you should leave. Yeah. And also, like, you can you could straight up knock this knock yeah, a season out in a night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's why I know I'm gonna love Tad Lasso is Augie's like it's really good, but it's overrated. And I'm like, oh, that means he's the one. Great. Fuck. That's right. Dude, it was bothering me all last week. I'm like, literally, somebody we know on a podcast said that Ted Lasso was fucking overrated, and I need to I need to reckon with them and it was it was Augie, so it's fine yeah. so that's why um, i'm like that's i'm like oh yeah. this is gonna be like my new favorite show is like when he yes. has that opinion i'm just like shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah there's a performance on that show where you just literally go like where the fuck has this guy been the entire time it turns out he's just like sudeikis's writing partner oh great yeah God damn it all these writing partner guys are just really good fucking hell i just can't wait for evan goldberg to win an academy award uh, outstanding <laughs> supporting actor in a comedy series, Bowen Yang, SNL, notable first feature player ever nominated for an Emmy. Not even a, an official quote unquote cast member. Uh, Keenan Thompson, SNL, 
Who? Brett Goldstein, Ted Lasso. Brendan Hunt, Ted Lasso. Nick Muhammad, Ted Lasso. Jeremy Swift, Ted Lasso. When you make a soccer comedy, <laughs> there's men you need to nominate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Paul Reiser, the Kaminsky method, just proving your theory even more. Thank you. And Carl Clemens Hopkins in Hacks. Uh, you're never going to get me to say a bad thing about Keenan Thompson, and I can't wait for Bo and Yang to be the star of that show, which hopefully will begin this upcoming season because he obviously is hopefully the next breakout star of that show. He's fantastic. Uh, Rich, tell me who the fuck I'm guessing all these random white British people are from Ted Lasso. Um, I actually like have to like look because I don't know, like, know <laughs> the so actors' names. So many of them names. figure them out they are. Uh, Let's just give it to Paul Reiser and move on. <laughs> okay. So, oh, God. All right. Fuck. Um, who the fuck is Jeremy Swift? Who does he play? I'd be great if they just made up a person. Like, that just sounds like a fucking made up guy that's on that show. Okay. That he got nominated. Like, look, I'm not arguing with like literally all four of these guys getting nominated from Ted Lasso. Um, but so Brett Goldstein. Uh, he's one of the soccer players on the show. He's great. He's like uh, kind of the the aging vet. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you find out that like he also like wrote a bunch of the show as well. And you're like, Mm -hmm. that's the writing partner you're talking about. No. Oh, (laughs) okay. Because Vickis isn't part of like the writing team necessarily. Literally, just all this this entire cast is just full of fucking incredibly talented people, and it's bullshit. Um, the 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 one that I was referencing earlier was was is Brendan Hunt who. Mm Uh, plays coach beard and he, he like doesn't do much but it's one of those like incredibly great understated performances that you're just like why the fuck hasn't this guy been in my life for like the last 15 20 years yeah um i would go i would go brendan hunt but um yeah, yeah it's probably gonna go fucking keenan i don't know i don't think keenan's won this yet so i'd be fine with that uh, outstanding lead actors in the comedy series: A.D. Bryant, Shrill, Gene Smart, Hacks, Allison Janney, Mom, because time is a flat circle, Kelly Cuoco, the flight attendant, Tracy Ellis Ross, Blackish, because time is a smaller flat circle. Uh, Gene yeah. Smart, Gene Smart, Gene Smart, Gene Smart. This is probably the performance of the year. Wow, really? Oh, yes. I've added this to the list. Yes. I'm fucking Gene Smart, this Mark. This I'm is Gene what Smart. I was... I'm Gene Smart, Mark Sterling. Gene Smart, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, God, now we need to get Gene Smart to host a wrestling podcast called Gene Smart Marks. And she's just really good at analysis. Like, of course. she's really of good course. at what she does. Yeah, well, because she gets the psychology of it. Um, yeah, man. Like, you know, Tracy Ellis Ross is like perennially could always like win this every year. Yeah. Um, but holy fucking shit. Like, uh, a friend from work was like hounding me for like over a month to watch hacks. And I was like mm-hmm. right in the middle of the move. And I was just like, I, 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 I haven't heard about it from anybody, but you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it gets nominated for like a billion things. And I'm just like, all right, well, you were fucking right. I need to get on this. And it's awesome. Um, Add it to my uh, list. Also, also to, to, to go back to the last category, uh, Carl Clemens Hopkins also in hacks mm. also very very good another very very good performance um but yeah gene smart in the show is is like it's it's her show it's her time it is well she's owed too because I, I, she got robbed uh for watchmen i believe i don't remember yeah, who no. beat her for watchmen but this, I, no, this, I remember being mad yeah no this is 
yeah, this is HBO going like, oh, we're sorry that happened. Here's your entire fucking vehicle. I'm sure she has of several Emmys already, but I don't give a shit. This I, is... I, I feel like I feel like she's never gotten this, and she's been a comedic actress for so long that she probably has deserved this at some point. Yeah, yes. Uh, she's Tony nominated. God damn, god damn. Gene Smart is fucking yep. awesome. Um, drop those dicks on him. Gene I, I was literally. I knew you liked Gene Smart, but I didn't. I was like getting ready to come in with a whole like pitch, just like no, you don't. I so like, as much as do you, much. Do you fancy yourself some Gene Smart? I do. Yeah, so as, that's how I was gonna like open up. But, yeah, like I, yeah, dude, just just watch Hacks, man. When I saw that she was gonna be Silk Spectre on Watchmen, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I've always loved this actress because as much of like Golden Girls is probably what like my grandmother and my mom and what i remember being for them what designing women was like okay. they were all about that show just like they were about like like most people are about golden girls so as a kid i remember seeing her and like just the kid you naturally see like charisma and like mm-hmm. how your how your family reacts to people and you hold people up in a certain regard so like when i like just saw her in things throughout my entire life for like 30 years i'm like oh yeah she's just probably one of our greatest living actresses and nobody notices it and now finally like she's yeah and everything and it's great yeah Outstanding lead actor in a comedy series, Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso, Anthony Anderson, Blackish, Michael Douglas, The Kaminsky Method, William H. Macy, Macy, fucking hell, the fourth one. <laughs> William Triple H. Macy, Shameless, uh, Keenan Thompson, Keenan, which I love Keenan, but it's horseshit. <laughs> yeah, you've, have you watched it? I watched the first two episodes. I'm just like, I think that's about as far as we got to. I just can't do it. Same thing with Young Rock. I'm like, I just can't do it. Like it just there's Young just Rock a, was tough because that was just flat out bad. There's um, just so much of it. That's just I watch those shows. and I just think of Liar Liar Magoo. Like, they're just so Magoo. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Young Rock wasn't helped by the fact that like two out of the three rocks were, were bad yeah yes. they were bad yeah yeah the the kid rock was like the best yes absolutely because um, uh, uh devil without a cause and so on and so forth yeah. um but uh uh and also those were like the most interesting parts to watch it was yeah. like with all the wrestlers and stuff like that yeah aside from that it was just a bad fucking show mm-hmm. and a very not veiled presidential campaign run it's literally a national multi-season poll <laughs> it's it is, it is straight up yeah it it's is a like survey just sur- like hey you know it's getting us used to the idea of him campaigning also the fact that the two things randall park did last year was or this year whatever the fuck well, yeah this year was that and fucking wandavision, WandaVision. is hilarious to me I wish um, Celebrity Deathmatch was still a thing so he could fight Ken Jong on that show. Christ. Um, <laughs> Let's just bring back Celebrity Deathmatch for that. Let's have to be our pitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whereas, like, Keenan just never found a tone. No, it, the tone is all over the place. Don Johnson, I love Don Johnson. Yeah. I think is woefully miscast. Chris Red is miscast. Like, yep. none of it just fits nothing it just about doesn't it. Yeah. fit and it just yeah. pains me because that should be like why the fuck just I, look man i get you're an adult now just fucking hire kel just fucking yeah. hire kel yep he's the right person for that part yes <laughs> in two episodes i could just tell that just fucking yes. do it 
and tell me you won't at least get another million and a half viewers for the first few episodes. Absolutely. Like, I would have stuck with it longer. Yeah. I, I just, just to yeah. see what goes in that tuna. Um, Shameless has been off the air for five years. It's been off the air. <laughs> Shameless and the Kaminsky method are somewhere in another multi in another universe having a celebrity death match with one yeah. another. <laughs> yeah. Uh, literally, this entire category is just process of elimination. This category is, all right, guys, we have to have four people lose to Jason Sudeikis. Who wants yes. it? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I was worried about Sudeikis because I remember, I want to say like a few years ago when we were doing a, a, a blank slate, and we were like, man, you know what sucks? Bill Hader's doing fucking T-Mobile commercials. Yes. And then he's on Barry. He's yep. a big star in movies. And Sudeikis is getting that. It's like, hey, Sudeikis is like, Maybe the next Chevy Chase, like he's a bankable, like blockbuster mm-hmm. comedy star. And then it's like, where the fuck did Jason Sudeikis go? Right. And now he's going to win like six of these things. Yeah. Yeah. The, the last one that needs to like come back is Will Forte. <laughs> like you just kind of hope you made enough money off of Last Man on Earth uh, that he's all right. He's in a he's in a I think you should leave sketch. That's that that makes you go. Fuck, what the fuck, man? I almost corrected you and was like, you mean Last Man Standing? It's <laughs> like, no, totally different shows. You know, it's funny. Uh, Although that said, switch the leads. Oh, I'm I'm all in. Oh my God. <laughs> Both those shows are still on the air. Both those yeah, shows absolutely. are pulling in like 1991 Roseanne numbers right now. If that was the case. Um when I was way to uh, way to make that sound like a Kevin Nash brag. Kevin Nash, uh, you know, I would have plugged Roseanne Barr if I had the chance. Um, just, just for the story. He's telling um, that to Tom Arnold. Uh, when he's writing his Hall of Fame speech. Um, <laughs> but I was talking with my cousins. We were, like, going over, like, just viewing habits and stuff when I was in Ohio. And uh, somebody mentioned, uh, like, in, uh, like, the movies we watched. I was like, man, it was crazy that I paid $25 to watch Scoob at home. Because it was, like, the first one and I had a kid. And they're like, I would never do that. And they just proceeded to shit on Will Forte Shaggy for about 10 minutes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know it was bad. But man, if that's what we're talking about for Will Forte, it's worse for him. Because all of his all of his, uh, all of of his his compatriots are yeah. fucking winning awards and doing big ass projects. Uh, also, if it's uh, based on like still like submitting certain episodes for like performances and stuff like that, there's a performance in the first season of uh, Ted Lasso that he has. That's, yeah. that's fucking... That, that does it all man and the second season is out now right so like if i wanted to catch it's up, coming out now it's yeah it it comes out week by week oh it does come out. i wasn't sure if yeah, it was yeah. a binge i never remember no. what is and is not yeah. anymore um outstanding supporting actress in a drama series let's get serious here jillian anderson the crown helena bottom carter the crown this is the category i was talking about where we have eight nominees over yep. three, three shows, shows. Emerald Fennell, The Crown. I didn't even know she acted. I thought she was just a writer. Uh, I knew her just as an actor first, and I found out she wrote and directed uh, Promising Young Woman. Anne Dowd, The Handmaid's Tale. Yvonne Stravatsky. Uh, fuck, fifth one this time. Uh, the Handmaid's no, Tale. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, don't worry. It's, it's coming. Uh, Samira Wiley, The Handmaid's Tale. Madeline mm-hmm. Brewer, The Handmaid's Tale. Ingenue Ellis, Lovecraft Country. That's easy, because that's just a real word. Like, that's just a word that means something else. Like, yeah. it's been, like like nonsense letters and i wouldn't have gotten that uh yeah sure go rich i man i love the crown um i i, I resisted for a long time no yeah. and like yeah i'm gonna love this dumb british shit um because i always do uh you really do and it's very fun that jillian the jillian anderson uh plays 
Margaret, Margaret Thatcher. Mm-hmm. It's just that's just a fun turn of events. Um, I love that like almost half the prime ministers on that show have been played by Americans because John Lithgow played Winston Churchill. Hey, it's the least we can do. The least they can do. It's it's been nice kind of getting a few back. They've been you know? taking gigs forever. Exactly. Um, that said, there's one particular episode uh, that I assume is what Anjanu Ellis is nominated for. That was. Uh, definitely a high point for Lovecraft Country, a show that was kind of all over the place when it came mm-hmm. to tone and plot and actual like distance. Um, and is a, I've never seen a show not give a shit less how long it took to get from one place to another. And I mean, like crossing states. And there, there's been four. There's been four seasons of Better Call Saul. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. Um, but that, that episode in particular, um, I, I, I'd say Anjana Lewis and Ellis, and not just because (laughs) it's the one show that just has one nominee in this category. Well, like, that's an interesting thing. Like at what point does it like split stuff? Does stuff split? Like who is honestly looking at some of these and like narrowing it down so much? Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. it, It drives me crazy. Yeah. Um, Outstanding supporting actor in a drama series, Michael K. Mm-hmm. Williams, Love Lovecraft Country, uh, Bradley Whitford, The Handmaid's Tale, Max Mingala, Handmaid's Tale, O.T. Fagbenali, that's wrong, that made him sound like an Italian man, The Handmaid's Tale, uh, John Lithgow, Perry Mason, Tobias Menzies, The Crown, Giancarlo Esposito, Mandalorian, Chris Sullivan, This Is Us. Uh... I think this Giancarlo Esposito could be in like a fucking Arby's oven mitt fucking show and they'd nominate him for an Emmy. Yeah, yeah. But also like this is the third acting nomination for The Mandalorian. And I'm sorry, that ain't it. No. That ain't why we're watching the show. So we're going to get to... The reasons we're watching the show are not nominated on this this award show. Yeah, if there was an outstanding Grogu in a drama series, then it wins. Yeah. Um, and Sterling K. Brown would still be nominated for that. But a show that is nominated for best drama series that I think stands above others in its genre because of its ensemble cast and its acting is The Boys, which we're going to yeah. get to outstanding drama series. And it's the only thing it's nominated for. Yes. And that is shocking in that it earned that reg- regard, but also shocking in that you could nominate just like some of these other shows multiple like Laz Alonzo is fucking awesome on that show yes Jack Quaid is awesome on that show the other two that I'm not mentioning are more so lead performance if you had to say but even like so far as to go down to like uh uh Frenchie and the deep on that show are all mm-hmm. really good performances much better than anything Giancarlo Esposito or Carl Weathers or anybody on the Mandalorian yeah. are doing so, yeah yes um uh, break the rest of this down for me. Only thing I know, I've never liked Max Mangala in anything I've ever seen him in. I just want to, sure. to be on the record. Chris Sullivan has never been outstanding on that show at all. I don't know what's been going on with it lately. And a uh, fucking John Lithgow and Bradley Whitford and Michael K. Williams uh, probably should have like a trophy case full of these. So, yeah, uh, honestly, yeah. Anytime I see Bradley Whitford in something, it's like it, it, it. I'm inclined to watch it, but again, like we've t- already talked about the hands, man. hands maid's tale mm-hmm. um you know it feels like every two or three years you've 
John Lithgow gets nominated for something you didn't know he was in and you didn't watch. And you're like, well, shit, am I going to fucking watch Perry Mason now? Um, which I heard the the that the HBO Perry Mason was, was very good. Yeah. Um, and but even like listening to people on podcasts talk about it, I still didn't realize John Lithgow was on that show. Yeah. Um, so now I was like, all right, well, that's probably going to put me over the over the top for it. Um, love Michael K. Williams. This was not his strongest performance. Okay. Um, uh, man, people like, and it, and chronologically, it made sense to like kind of kind of get up in arms about Lovecraft Country having been canceled by HBO the, the week before it got a fuck ton of Emmy noms. Mm-hmm. Um, but one, the way that the f- first season ended it felt like it was just a limited series anyway. Gotcha. Um, and again, the show is just so all over the place. I, I enjoyed it. I really did. We watched the whole thing, but like, man, it was just like, it was, I, I think it was like, there's the showrunners like first show. Sure. I was going to ask you who was like the creative force show. behind it. I can look it up or it might come You're up good. later. Um, it's nobody with like a definitive pedigree that I can draw like an experience no, from. It, so you're you're good. It was definitely it was someone that's just kind of like look out for this person, um, and like you're gonna like look back and just be like, oh man, they they've they figured it out. They showed flashes, sure. um, but yeah, Lovecraft like for me just it just wasn't it, you know. Um, Tobias Menzies, honestly, uh, his performance uh, on the ground is is a really really. Uh, difficult one and it's a very very typical like kind of stiff upper lip type of like British guy but it's also like there's a lot more to it um it, it was very, yeah uh, I'm I'm scrolling through some of the variety nominees briefly and I just love uh-huh. to answer our Hamilton thing it's also nominated in like like the like the directions of a special category along with like the Super Bowl halftime show and the Oscars so I'm just even more confused now yeah like it, it, it makes no goddamn sense to me uh, outstanding lead actress in a drama series. The nominees are Emma Corrin, The Crown, Olivia Coleman, The Crown, Uzo Adoba, uh, In Treatment, Elizabeth Moss, Handmaid's Tale, Journey Smouye. Uh, sorry, that's probably not how you say it, but I'm used to it because Dave Chappelle talking about fucking Jesse Smollett, uh, Lovecraft Country, and MJ Rodriguez Pose. Um, rip. Yeah, um, I haven't watched Pose. Can't speak to it. Um, Emma Corn played Princess Di. Um, it was good. Uh, fine. Um, you're just wasting your breath because you don't want to just give it to Olivia Coleman, right? <laughs> well, that's who I would give it to is Olivia Coleman. She's fucking yeah. excellent in the crown. Uh, mm-hmm. But let's be honest, it's probably going to be Elizabeth Moss. I, I don't think, no, I, th- I think she's very much like the Claire Danes in this category now where like she doesn't win this. Like she won the first one. And I, just, I don't think that gets recognized anymore like that. Eh, well, we'll see. It just feels like she has. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, outstanding lead actor in a drama series, uh, Reggie John Page or Bridgerton, which that's a, a to me a snub for guest actor in a drama se- in a comedy series because I thought he crushed his SNL hosting gig. I was like, this guy's really fucking charismatic and good. Who uh, now? Uh, the guy from Bridgerton who hosted SNL. Oh, I didn't know he hosted SNL. Yeah, he hosted. It was like one of the better episodes of the season. It had the uh, the Olivia Rodrigo driver's license huh. sketch. It had a hmm. bunch of really funny sketches. And he particularly was like super charismatic. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Give me more of this guy. Uh, Sterling K. Brown. This is us. Time is a flat circle. Billy Porter. Uh, Pose. Jonathan Majors. Lovecraft Country. 
Matthew Reese, Perry Mason, Josh O'Connor, The Crown. The one thing I will say about like these categories this year is you do see like it is nice to see different names and like have yeah. some. I mean, it, for me, not watching the shows, having a sense of unpredictability, but like you know, it is kind of nice for there to be some some fresh meat here. Billy Porter or Sterling K. Brown are probably still going to win, but you know. The familiar meat sometimes is okay with that, but yeah. uh, make a case otherwise. Uh, uh, I, I kind of shit on it a little earlier. But this was a, um, a a really good kind of uh, vehicle for Jonathan Majors to kind of like come out to on yeah. on a national stage on uh, on before you know Loki and everything that's about to come next for him. Yeah. Um, Perry Mason uh, just throughout the conversation here uh, keeps making its way higher up on my list to watch. Um, it's probably going to be Billy Porter, Sterling K Brown. You're right about that. Uh, but I will I do just want to get on the record right now that Josh O'Connor uh, at some point in the future will be cast as a James Bond. Some people say that about Reggie John page as well. So it'll be interesting to see, Ooh, it'll be a race. Um, <laughs> if there's one snub for me, like the first thing I looked at, especially when I saw the boys on the, uh, the drama thing, Anthony Starr being absent here is fucking bonkers yeah because there that show lives breathes and dies by that character and that performance and every single week he just gets better Mm -hmm. and it's 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 really a shame that they didn't recognize it there so yeah especially when there are limited series with performances that pale in comparison um Mm -hmm. Outstanding comedy series. I mean, you know it's weird when uh you get to the the the, the nominees for like the best show and you're gonna say and there's three shows that you are mentioning for the first time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh one of which I'm not even sure is a comedy. Uh Blackish, Cobra Kai, Pen 15, which I still just think is a, a show about that sketch that we wrote in college about a man that was a life-size penis. Um Emily in Paris, Hacks, Ted Lasso, The Flight Attendant, and The Kaminsky Method. So we haven't discussed Emily in Paris. Like, everyone hated that, right? Like, Yeah, you can't convince me this is a serious nomination. <laughs> it's like a rib. Like, they're just forcing yeah. all those people's, like, to, like, to buy tuxedos. suits and shit. Yeah. It's actually a great idea. It sounds like a really, like, kitschy uh, producer's parody. Yeah. Um, well, because it got nominated. Well, again, fucking going Globe doesn't matter. But, it, yeah. like, that was the first time it, like, raised eyebrows for, like, the fuck is happening here? Oh, sorry. I forgot to mention earlier. Also, uh, outstanding guest actor in a drama series, Jared Leto, The Little Things. I missed that earlier. Did Was that seriously? No, I was being, I was being sarcastic oh. in that. It's like he got nominated for the Golden Globes. And oh, like, for Golden Globes yeah. are fucking oh, yeah. weird. And then he started getting nominated for other things. And it's like, no, 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 no. Not the Oscar. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, Pen 15. I have no idea what that is. Um, I People love it. Uh, uh, people talk about it all the time um mm-hmm. and it for yeah it, um it's it's probably pretty funny um Sweet. yeah uh i've been putting off cobra kai just because like i've been wanting to rewatch uh karate kid sure. uh before but i can't find where it's streaming so i've just been <laughs> not watching the show how, that's one of the dumbest things i've ever heard like how the fuck did was it yahoo at first they no, were like it was a no it was youtube it was YouTube, it was a YouTube Red original. Yeah. yeah, a YouTube Red. How did YouTube just not have it for free with commercials? And then how the fuck does Netflix just not like? How do you like? Not even the Hillary Swank. Like not like nope. what? 
Nope. Uh, I feel like I was very interested in it at first. And then when I was like, oh, it's like almost like too kitschy, probably for my taste. And now I feel like there's been like five seasons. <laughs> now it's like, well, now I'm just never no, going to. It is only three. They only. It just feels like it's it been on just, forever. It already. does. It does. Um, I still do want to tackle it at some point. Yeah. Um, I, anything that gets Billy Zapka a, a consistent payday. Exactly. I'm for it. Um, uh, this is Ted Lasso. I mean, this, this is Ted Lasso. It's, it's hacks or Ted Lasso. Yeah. And it's going to probably end up being the Kaminsky method for that reason. <laughs> I, I was going to comment on that noose that was hanging behind you, Rich. <laughs> well, you know, point it out. Uh, and the big boy, outstanding drama series, the boys, Bridgerton, the crown, the Mandalorian, Lovecraft. Yeah, we're already we're done, huh? Yeah, because we didn't go through like we didn't go through. Hold on, what's well, up on my right, variety? Yeah, thing we didn't right go now? through like fucking best hair or whatever, but yeah. What's I'm just gonna look the most recent one, outstanding short form nonfiction or reality series, which actually we might be able to discuss. Um, uh, Mandalorian, Lovecraft Country, Pose, The Handmaid's Tale, and This Is Us. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've seen two of them, and they're the two that I mean stick out. I mean, I don't know if Bridgerton is like good or if it's just popular as fuck and that's I, why it's there i it's popular as fuck um and horny as fuck yeah um i don't know that it's particularly good anyone that i've ever talked about it will tell you like oh it's not good it's just, but it's fun <laughs> i actually own the first season because uh my friend i worked with wells fargo who has like is part of sag that she sends me uh like uh, screeners just because she knows I collect shit. She sent me like all the Netflix shows. She's like, why the fuck should I have these? And one of them was Bridgerton. <laughs> I'm like, that's going to be so weird. Like, why do you own a Netflix show on DVD? And it's like, <laughs> it was a gift. Um, Mandalorian is not a drama. Like, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's not a drama. It's an adventure series, if anything. I, I love the Mandalorian. Yeah. It, it should never be nominated for no. like awards. Like, the awards it should be nominated for are visual effects awards and yes. score. That's yes. it. And special effects, like whatever the fuck they're going to do. Like, yeah. There's, I don't mean to demean or bemoan it, but anybody that puts that on a pedestal and tries to like downplay MCU projects or movies is just bonkers and asinine sure. because yeah. there is so much thought and attention and lore and TLC put towards even Falcon and the Winter Soldier over the fucking Mandalorian. It is a Star Wars procedural, is what it is, with the guise of a consistent quote unquote story. Yeah. Um, and I love watching it, but it shouldn't be fucking nominated for awards. Uh um, this this should be the, be the boys crown. of the crown. Yeah, it's it should gonna be the be, boys of the crown. Yeah, it's gonna be the crown. Did you finally actually watch the boys? Yeah. Oh, I I know what I, like the last time I spoke to you about it, like you hadn't still watched it. Oh, that must have been. It was a while ago. Yeah, it was a while yeah, ago. A while yeah. Ago. yeah, 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 yeah. We watched it. Yeah, it was fucking great. Yeah, it's it's fucking awesome. Um, and yeah, I don't see what else. It's you can definitely tell it's a weird state of TV with just the slate of nominees that we have because like I just feel like I look at nominees and I just feel like there's something missing because we're in that weird spot where well, nothing I'll has tell you really. What it is. There's one network show. Well, here. that too. Yeah. Like. Yeah. This is this is like it now. This is what it is. I mean, you know, there's wrong there's with it. uh 
one cable show. Fuck, I noticed that. Yeah. Jeez. You know, it's just where we're at now. Uh, whole world against this dude, swear to God. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad either. Um, real quick, I uh, I did scan through some of Variety's things, just some some fun stuff. This is yeah, a fun, yeah. It's a fun category. Outstanding narrator: Sterling K. Brown, Anthony Hopkins, Sigourney Weaver, and David Attenborough twice. <laughs> just find well, funny. Uh, outstanding um, character voiceover performance: Jessica Walter posthumously for Archer, Maya Rudolph for Big Mouth, Stacey mm. Abrams for Blackish, Julie Andrews for Bridgerton. Titus Burgess for Central Park, Stanley Tucci for Central Park, and Seth MacFarlane for Family Guy, who at this point, I just assume, doesn't show up. Um, let's see what else got a lot of those uh, outstanding actress in a short form, like all the short form comedy stuff. Um, John Travolta got nominated for a, a, a thing. He was in Die Hard, the, uh, the Kevin Hart Quibi show. Good Lord, I'm old. <laughs> Yeah, actually, he was in the commercials for that. Oh, he was. I don't know why I was thinking it was Bruce Willis. Probably because it was Die Hard and Die Hard and Bruce Willis just does commercials now because he needs the money. Um, Trying to scan through real quick to see if there's any other categories like we normally tackle. Last year was a big one for the uh, the documentary series because we had Tiger King and The Last Dance. Um, Outstanding casting for a comedy series. Hmm. Uh, Flight Attendant, Hacks, Kaminsky Method, Pen15, and Ted Lasso. Honestly, given the names that we've gone over tonight, I'm going to say Kaminsky Method. Oh, (laughs) that doesn't count because it's just like, hey, let's see who answers the phone. Whereas Ted Lasso, it's like, who can we find and uncover? Ted Lasso is the right answer. But if we're going just by like that motherfucker's in the show, like, sure, Kaminsky Method, man. (laughs) I'm sure those casting directors had nothing to do. Morgan Freeman ain't walking in their audition. I'm Morgan Freeman auditioning for the Kaminsky Method. Uh, outstanding, Where do outstanding I slate? Ca- <laughs> outstanding casting for a uh, drama series: Bridgerton, The Crown, Handmaid's Tale, Lovecraft Country, and The Mandalorian. Um, I mean, like The Crown, yeah. Uh, but also, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge Mandalorian for this. Yeah. Um, because I do like the casting that they make. Like, they do make interesting choices. Uh, for their roles and everything like that uh, um, like, especially also for this season uh cast, starting to cast so many characters that originated from like animated series. oh sure absolutely yeah having preconceived notions and a fan of rabid fan base and being satisfied mm-hmm. with them is, is yeah a, no, yeah all task um we normally tackle directing and writing but i feel like there's usually more standout episodes I will say again another Mandalorian one. The uh, the season two premiere being directed for directing and Favreau. Like all the every time there's a Favreau episode, I'm much more engaged and just yeah down. Um, I did know Zach Braff directed some Ted Lasso episodes. That's interesting to see. Yeah, um, well, fucking Bill Lawrence. Bill Lawrence, but, but just because that doesn't mean Donald Faison is directing episodes either. Like just no, but it's not like Zach Braff hasn't directed things though. I know it's just hey. I'm glad he's just to see, asking for some work. Yeah, I'm glad to see 17 years later, he's like not living up to his potential still. Um, just scanning through real quick. Contemporary costumes, fantasy science fiction costumes. Which should, Man, I wish favorite. we could go back and look at past nominees for Outstanding Commercial. Right? Like, I wonder, like, you know, the uh, the 
the touch start Darth Vader kid had to win, right? You know, you know the commercial oh, yeah. I'm talking about. Uh, I want to know, like, that you know the Budweiser frogs were even nominated. You know, have them pick up their awards; they deserve it. Um, this is so interesting to me that they'll like for costumes, they'll break it up into outstanding period, outstanding sci-fi and fantasy, mm-hmm. outstanding contemporary. That's that's pretty interesting to me that they'll uh, do it for that i think we're going in opposite because i know i'm on an animated program uh big yeah mouth, that's where i kind of wanted to end up at yeah yeah a uh, big mouth bob's burgers jendy tartarski's primal simpsons and south park the pandemic special which is the only one of these that i watch and i did not like it <laughs> i um yeah i didn't need to watch that <laughs> yeah i i realized like it had been so long since i've seen something south park and usually Andrew Zangry like was always like my litmus test for that, like because he always would watch it. And like when it just stopped coming up and we would go over television, I was like, yeah, probably the good choice. And then I watched him like, oh, yeah, that definitely is a good choice. This is just not good anymore. Um, but I don't know if you have a, a dog in the fight there for many of those. Uh, Same again real quick. Uh, Bob's Burgers, Simpsons. I almost said the Kaminsky method. <laughs> Jenny Tartofsky's primal. That'd be the biggest mind fuck of all. Have, none of those actors actually show up it's all just voiceover it's the best animation you've ever seen uh big mouth and south park uh big mouth big mouth far yeah. away big mouth oh, I, yeah. figured. I figured i don't i don't even know how that normally trends anymore but you know still stands out saying um hosted non-fiction series are special vice united states uh united shades of america with w Kamal bell which is just like the don Cheadle showtime thing he has a different show every year right uh, Stanley Stanley Tucci searching for Italy, which if you haven't started watching, I'm just gonna fucking clockwork orange you into watching because that just sounds. I like... shot that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sorry you got snubbed. I yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. I was waiting this whole episode for you to say something. Uh, my next guest needs no introduction with David Letterman, and how the fuck can this get nominated? Oprah with Megan and Harry, a CBS primetime special. That's just like a like, like that's what. Because it was the highest rated thing of the year, maybe. Yeah, I guess. A variety special. So Hamilton's nominated here. A West Wing special to benefit when we all vote. Friends the Reunion. 846, the Dave Chappelle document, uh, Dave Chappelle special. David Burns, American Utopia. And Bo Burnham Inside. Now, when it comes to direction. This is just the special in general. Oh, special in general? Yeah. Then I go with the West Wing one. It was very fun. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually the best case scenario for all all of our times. (laughs) Is where that was going to go. Um, uh, I didn't actually watch David Burns American Utopia, which I'm surprised because I love the talking heads and fucking Spike Lee is great. I don't know how I did not watch that. So I need to fucking yeah. watch that. I don't know if it's on HBO max specifically, but I should watch that. I think it is. Um, yeah. People loved it. Okay. Um, it's so fucking funny to me. All the quippy shows that were nominated for things <laughs> like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Uh, they are like, man, we're gonna rack it up, and then when we have the commercials, we can be like, eighty-time uh, Emmy-nominated channel Quibi, like HBO yeah. used to be, right? It's like, yeah, because you just made shows for one fucking category of fucking simp's. <laughs> that that most the category itself must have been like made for you, essentially. Well, because I don't know what else was, was ever in this. It was like the YouTube, like the internet shorts and specials, because like this is oh, where our yeah, friend Putum yeah, got yeah, nominated yeah, for yeah, something previously. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, so like they're basically were just competing against the internet, and the internet fucking won handily. <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, that's that's about it. I don't see really much else of anything. I'm already in the uh, the acting categories at top. So we said weird year. I, I'm interested to see the 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 network aspect of it. Like if you look at the upcoming shows in the fall, like nothing on the network I feel like is new or changed. Like there's nothing like it's just fucking competition shows and reality shows and Yeah. I mean yeah, like game show reboots. Are, the networks are making they're still making comedies. But again, like a lot of things got fucking derailed this past year, you know, um, production wise. Uh, But they're not making networks haven't been making dramas for years Um, and cable will make them, but they're not good anymore. You know, like. Yeah, so it's just it's all just what can we make for cheap? And the answer is Quibi's. (laughs) Anything else on the Emmys or anything else in general, Rich, before we wrap it up here? Uh no, this is this is uh, fun to to finally get the chance to go over the the Emmys aren't for like about another month. Um, yeah, we get to celebrate early. Normally, normally yeah. we're like a mad dash to not miss it, but yeah, actually a time time this time. Yeah, yeah, I, I was glad I was able to like crush Hacks and Maryby's Town over the last like week and a half because yeah, good stuff. And I will hopefully crush Ted Lasso and Hacks uh, sometime soon. On top yeah, of the other stuff we talked about. Text me as as you're watching all that stuff. Just I will. It'll vault it'll vault succession once again. Uh, <laughs> Man, that season three trailer though. I, Baby, I, I, I mean yeah, I don't watch any of that. I, I got excited just seeing still shots of Barry, which is just Bill Hader and Henry Winkler just standing in the fucking yeah. desert and and random photos taken from a flip phone in Europe of Atlanta. So I'm just dying over here for my shit to come back, which hopefully by this time next yeah. year, we should be talking about that. We should talk about yeah. Emmy, Emmy nominee, John Cena, which we'll be able to talk about. Literally the three shows that we just mentioned right now, blow 75% of the shows that sure. we were just talking about out of the water. Oh my God. Uh, wait, Atlanta, Barry, what was the third one? <laughs> I was like, Peacemaker Decession. hasn't even, oh, I was like, Peacemaker hasn't even started yet, Rich. <laughs> well, um, yeah, it's uh, things are looking up. Things are looking up. Um, what's gonna do it for this episode of Blank Slate? I'll do my plugs first. You can find me at your host, Malt Thirty Eight, on Instagram for my show, Box and Friends, every single week for the most part. I am normally joined by Rich, where we show off the things that we collect in our massive collections of toys and books and comics and whatever else. Uh, my other podcast, every single week uh, here on Arcade Audio and wherever your podcast is, married with movies. This I don't know when this is airing, so I'm not gonna tell you what's happening. It's uh probably this is probably going on in August. So it's Augie August, where I made this dumb decision to coordinate watching five movies with Augies over the course of an entire month, and we had to record all those episodes in July. Um but it's been fun, it's been a blast. Uh my retro wrestling diary, arcadeo.net slash podbloggle. I'm in the year 1994, and I I mapped out like how things are going to change and uh man it's going to be rough uh where once 94 is done probably by the time you're hearing this the rest of my year is spent in the year 1995 and that's going to suck because 1995 is the shits for wrestling uh that's it for me rich uh follow on instagram the whack pack live where rip rips open another pack of trading cards every single day uh, new cards, old cards, a lot of times those old cards are old pieces of gum that I will chew at every $100 raised for great causes and organizations. Um, yeah, we have a lot of fun over there. Follow if you don't already. 
notifications, like, share, comment, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, that's that's me. That's what I got. And don't you have another podcast coming out? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's probably out at this. I don't know when you're getting this uh, up and out. Um, but yeah, uh, if you were already subscribed to Quarter Mile at a Time, a Fast and Furious podcast, then that means you're already subscribed to Ready to Believe You, a Ghostbusters podcast. And if you're not, you go ahead and subscribe to Ready to Believe You, a Ghostbusters podcast. I was by myself and Nick Lathan uh, going through uh, every movie in the Ghostbusters franchise. For bonus episodes, we're uh, going over uh, select episodes of the real Ghostbusters. Uh, and we're also, because there's only uh, to date three films in uh, Ghostbusters lore uh so we're also gonna have special episodes on uh the ghostbusters video games ghostbusters toys um stuff like that yeah so wonderful are are you gonna try to this might be behind the current but are you gonna try to uh have it last long enough to have like yeah yeah. conclude with it's it's, yeah it's scheduled out out. perfect yeah to um to sync up with the release of ghostbusters afterlife which is november Yay. Yeah, it's like a Thanksgiving-ish release. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey man, I feel better about it than you do. I'm hoping. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you're, you know, still curious what Gozer's up to these days. What else do you want, man? Come on. <laughs> Something else. That's Something not a Ghostbusters different. movie then. What Ghostbusters 2 wasn't a Ghostbusters movie then? Now, had it been Vigo, would you have been okay? Because at least we haven't touched Vigo again. No, move on to the next one. What's the next one? I don't need to ever hear Evo, Evo Shandor's name again. Oh, God, you Ghostbusters fans, so hard to appease. Hey, hey. At least we're not Star Wars fans, all right? <laughs> sure, fuck those guys. Uh, <laughs> for, <laughs> for Rip, this is Mullet signing off for the blank slate. You can go ahead and delete this now. Catch us later. Get vaccinated. I'm doing a peace sign that they can't see. But you can, because I can see you this whole time. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.